guys. Welcome back to another From the Mailbag. I'm Dan Moran. I'm Robbie Carmen. I'm Patrick Inhofer. And in this episode, we've got an email from Chris Clymer, another longtime member who loves submitting questions that we love to answer. And this is a really good one. He's asking, I am having some trouble with trying to get skin blotches out. And he did send us a link, and we did look at it. It's offline now. But it was uh, a lot of redness, right? The guy had a lot of red blotches on his face. And, you know, he's, it's C-Log footage coming from uh, a Ninja Apple ProRes HQ recorder. And his thought was to do a bunch of circle power windows with a lot of softness to grab, I guess, to grab those red spots and and try to bring them back and kind of smooth out his overall skin tone. He's wondering, is there a better way of doing it? Any suggestions will be really helpful. And considering that probably the person out of the three of us who does more fine-tuned skin work than any of us is probably Dan. So, Dan... What, what are your ideas when you hear this question? Yeah, so the first thing that comes to mind is um, like mixed color temperature on the skin is always the biggest flaw for me. So you'll get, um, it always seems to be like green center of the forehead, green kind of ridge of the nose, and then you get red patches and kind of in between. Uh, so what I always do is I try and key as narrow, um, almost like, yeah, as narrow a hue range as possible, um, and then try and swing them all into one place. So you kind of take... Um, yeah, like the reddest bit, make it a little bit less red, take the greenest bit, bring it to the middle. Uh, and using normally like three or four different keys, you can get a more unified skin tone. Now, what you're trying not to do is you're trying not to build a lot of power windows and do a lot of tracking. Yeah, because right? I always find no matter how good your power windows are, when people are talking, they're always moving a little bit. So you get like um, perspective changes and the windows kind of overlap and it gets a yeah. bit tricky. Um, yep. So yeah, I would actually use power windows as well, but at the end. So I try and even at the skin tone, kind of as even as possible, and then I'd start using windows to try and make him look as good afterwards. So like maybe lighten the eyes or, you know, bring his face up in general kind of thing. Because uh, yeah, I think keys are, especially if he's using 422 HQ, you should get a decent key, I think, from the skin. Depending on the exposure, of course. Shiny skin is the hardest. I still haven't really quite figured that out. <laughs> yeah, shiny skin. And Robbie, what about you? Do you have some ideas or techniques to share? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think that the uh, mixed lighting thing, as Dan said, is is key. I'll, I'll I'll do a really quick like twenty twenty. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty thing, and that is, you know, makeup really goes a long way. You know, I know that Chris uh, works for a nonprofit organization, and I'm not sure if they have a lot of makeup artists on set and that kind of stuff, but. Uh, I, as a colorist, I preach to production people all the time about makeup, you know, foundation and powder for, you know, shiny people and uh, even things like makeup on the hands, you know, that goes a long way. Because, you know, what sucks is when you're grading somebody and their face looks awesome and then they should like, you know, they kind of use their hands to talk and those hands are like dead pale. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I guess that's different. Um, but I agree with Dan. I think that the over-windowed approach is going to be really hard. Um, you know, that's that's just asking for a little bit of trouble. But I would also say the over-keen approach can be a little hard, too. Um, what, what, one of the things, if I'm not getting keys to work really well, I like to switch over after I've done a primary grade, add a couple more... Um, uh, uh, serial nodes uh, in Resolve and do uh, utilize my secondary curves, uh, particularly like the hue versus sat curve and the hue versus hue curve. Um, a little bit goes a long way with the hue versus hue and the hue versus sat curve. You know, so if you have um, somebody who's you know a little red, just dialing out a little red, maybe yellow from them works really well. And that hue versus hue curve. Um, 
is also a good way to kind of tweak overall skin tone, especially if there's a lot of uh, sort of color contrast or color separation in the shot where there's nothing too similar. But I, I mean, I also agree with Dan that sometimes you have to just go in there, key it, then limit it with a window and then track it. And then, you know, it's just, it can be a pain in the butt. But makeup, then curves, then keen, then windows is the, usually the way I roll. Yeah, I have to compl- I completely agree with that 100% in that order too. And the way I like to describe it is it's all about working procedurally, right? Procedurally is you let the computer do as much work as possible with you doing as little as possible. And that means the last thing I'm going to try is the thing that requires me the most effort, and that's tracking. And so power windows are going to be the last thing I do. And usually I'll do that just to help isolate my corrections just to the person's face or their hands where I actually want it to happen, not affect the surrounding environment. Hue versus hue, I love that, especially in the latest version of Resolve. Now, one of the, and I say the latest version of Resolve because you can now use the sliders if you're mouse-based, rather than grabbing the point and dragging it, which I found to be sometimes it's really, really difficult to do a very subtle move, especially the subtlety that you want when you're dealing with variations of skin tone um now you can you mean on the curve on the the, curve you mean on the secondary yeah on the secondary hue versus hue interface at the bottom you've now got a numerical readout and you can drag over that readout and do some very fine tweaking that you can't do just with a mouse and pulling that point down so I, I like that a lot. The other thing I'm thinking about, and this just occurred to me because I've been doing this series on the website on LAB, grading in the LAB color space. One thing you might be able to do is do a node in LAB where you increase that separation between the reds and the more you know glowing human skin tone that you like and, ice, and further pull that apart so that it's easier to grab that red and then bring it back in in line. Uh, with the rest of the skin tone, so that just kind of occurred to me as a as a possible possibility. Yeah, that that that's a good idea, and I, I would also add that sometimes it's not about color; it's about uh, overall contrast on that spot. You know, um, I'm sure you guys have encountered this when like um, somebody has like a you know like a bald head or a shiny spot or something like that, and you've tried to like push color into it, and then it just looks like they have this. <laughs> oh, spot yeah, 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 that's it. terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so, so sometimes it's not a color correction; it's a contrast correction. So, like, if you have somebody with a really shiny spot, you'll do a very narrow qualification or a very narrow power window and then just, you know, pull back your gain just a touch or pull back your gamma just a touch. So it kind of matches sort of the the tonal density of the skin around it rather than tweaking any of the color around that particular spot. Yep. This is all great stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I hope, uh, Chris, that we answered your question, gave you some ideas as to how to deal with these skin blotches And uh, yeah, we've got a whole array of tools as colorists. And I think the general takeaway is start by by doing as little as possible and using the literally the easiest tools will often take you the furthest rather than going in there and doing all that fine detail work right from the top. So my name is Patrick Inhofer. I'm Dan Moran. And I'm Robbie Carman. And thanks for listening to this episode of From the Mailbag.